You're listening to Let's Be Real with my beautiful wife, Tara Spitz. It is episode 12. This is Let's Be Real with Tara and it is the last financial show of this month. We'll be doing others as, you know, different topics come up, but I wanted to just do different parts of financial stability um, literacy for the month of June. And this episode is going to deal with preparing for retirement. And the mistake a lot of people make, and, and especially people of color, and that's, you know, minority groups, which side note will soon be a majority, but I digress. Um, these groups tend to wait till later on to try to save for retirement if they save at all. And, you know, just depend on social security and, you know, what have you, but we really should prepare. And what happens is we don't start teaching our children this while they're children. Then when they get jobs and they're in their twenties, you know, then we have the excuse of, well, they just started out working, let them live, let them have fun. They can go shopping. They can go on vacations, but we don't really hammer Now is the time to start your financial planning. You don't wait till you're, you know, 40, 50. And right now I think 65 is retirement age. Heck, and and soon it's going to be 70. Um, But if you start in your 20s, by the time you're 40, you're good. Especially if you did it right. You're you're good or um, you're really close to being good. So let's take it in steps, right? Because I want us to get this. In a, I won't even say perfect, in a a normal world where you have gained knowledge on financial literacy and you understand I came out of college or high school or what have you, but now I have a job. Now, we're not going to, you know, kind of debate over I have a good job or I'm struggling. You have a job because there is retirement planning for I really live paycheck to paycheck. And there's financial planning for, you know what, uh, I make a good salary. So let's just assume we have the right financial package for what you make. So now we start the next phase. So I've already looked at how much I make, what my bills are, and how much I can save. Now, last week we talked about that emergency fund and just having some money set aside for the things that happen in life. And it's called life. So... You have your, let's say at a minimum, $1,000 that's just in your emergency fund, right? So it's a cash savings account where you can gain access basically immediately. Then you have your rainy day fund. It is separate from the emergency fund. Rainy day fund is six months at a minimum of your expenses. So you want to calculate how much is your rent, utility bills, car insurance, car payments, um, your medical, all the things that you do from month to month that you have to pay for, you want to have a total of that and then multiply it by six. That number, you need to have that in that account. So now I have my rainy day fund. I have my emergency fund. Now, okay, I can see what's left over for retirement. If I am in that group that's living paycheck to paycheck, I can understand if you don't have the rainy day fund fully funded, right? Because again, you, you're living paycheck to paycheck. 
But even people who I have seen say this, I still see them take little trips. I still see, um, you know, movies or, you know, little parties for the kids or they're going out to a lounge. And you may say, well, dang, Tara, if I'm barely making money, let me live. Okay. But in that living, you may not have life insurance, which we touched a little bit on. And now when you die, you're leaving it up to your loved ones to try to figure out how to bury you. And you may say, well, I don't care. I'm dead. You say that, but that's not how they're going to feel. And they're going to want to bury you. And now they got to come up with money because you had to live and not prepare. Um, let's say you actually do live and now you're older. You have no money put aside because you wanted to do you. Now, again, you either put it on society or you put it on your kids to figure out how to take care of your necessities because no longer is it like you want. So to take care of your necessities and when you get older, it gets more expensive and there's no guarantee. So security will be available to fund anyone in the next 10 years or more because we're already busting the, the deficit wide open right now with the, the craziness. So it's vital. It is vital that you start putting money. You can heck, you can put away right now five to ten dollars in your twenties, and you do it right. And I and I posted the funds that will allow you to to invest with as little as ten dollars, twenty five dollars. You eat that. Trust me, you have it. If you're, um, you know, of course, I'm talking to people who are working. If you are not working, you're, you're ill. Um, you know, right now life has just hit you upside the head, and you might be homeless. I get it. You need a moment. This is not for you in the sense that you need to really think about it right now. Right now, you, and I'm just taking a side note, you take the time to write out your plan on how you're going to get back on your feet, a job, affording an apartment, then you can move to these other things. But for you guys that have jobs, let's keep going. And if you have any questions, you can email me at lbrnoexcuses at gmail.com. All right. I really, 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 guys, I really need you to get this because we have so many people, again, that age like we're supposed to and have nothing and their kids have nothing because they didn't save. So now you have grown adult children who can't even help you. They're still looking to you to figure out how to take something out of your fixed income and give them some money. And that's a whole nother show, which we will tackle, but not today. So I know some individuals who are um, senior citizens. Right. They're of that age and they're living in senior buildings. So that's good because it's a fraction um, of your money and rent. But that's it. You know, they get sick. It's a struggle. They, um, you know, they want to do something. I, I want to travel. I want to go see family. And I don't mean travel like we may think. I mean, travel like and I just want to go visit family. They may be in the north and they're going in the south that, you know, they want to go south. And, you know, the kids can't even come up with the money to buy a doggone ticket, an airline ticket. Let's say at most, you know, you're paying 300, three something. They don't have it because they're struggling because they didn't plan early on. So now they're in their 40s trying to figure it out and get it together. We got to do better. It's not rocket scientists. Most of the time you look at these people, they're wearing their, their, their retirement on their back, around their neck, around their, their wrists. I got jewelry up the wazoo. I have to have the flashiest car, high payments. Guess what? It's not helping. It's not helping you when you really need it. That when you really need it, 
that car is not going to pay medical bills. It's not going to buy medicine. It's not going to get you to your family if there is something in need and you need to go be there with a sister or an ailing parent. And, I, you know, it's a passion of mine because it's something that we can fix and we choose not to, you know, and that's what's frustrating because, you know, it's something that we can do. So now if you're an older person, you know, you try to get in the senior building, but if you have prepared and you're in a house, then you can live in your house. You can have a home health aide come and help you out, you know, if you have some mobility issues. But heck, there are some older people I know that's like 80, walking around, jogging, doing great. So you will be able to afford to stay in your house because you planned accordingly. Let me tell you, if you have an ailing parent and they have a home, or they have some type of investment like 401k or, or stocks or what have you. And they get sick and you can't care for them in your home. So you want to put them in a, a, a great, a great nursing home that is able to take care of their needs. Nursing homes cost about, I want to say they said 10000 a month. Do you have that? That's a lot. But now... If you want to allow Social Security and, you know, to pay for it, they'll pay for it on a scale. But guess what? You got to sell that house to them. You're going to give over the house to them. You're going to um, cash in all of their stocks, their 401ks, everything that they may have desired to leave for you. It's going to that nursing home because now they're caring for them day in, day out, taking care of all their needs. So. You may say, oh, well, you know what, I'm a, we're going to sell the house or put it in, you know, our children's name so, you know, the, the home can't get it. Well, they go back five years. So unless you did five years of planning, knowing your mom or dad was going to be ailing five years in the future, and you did this paperwork like on that sixth year, guess what? You're screwed. So they're going to take everything your parents saved up for, you know, for themselves, maybe even for you or your their grandkids. Because there was no planning. You didn't think about, I am going to live and then what? Right? Everything is about, what did they used to say? That old saying, YOLO, you only live once. Well, guess what? If you live once, <laughs> then that's good because you're going to live to see a ripe old age. And then what happens in that ripe old age? However you were used to living um, in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you want to live that in your 70s. I mean, you may not be able to get around as much. But at least you'd have the finances to go when you wanted to go. If you wanted to go sit in a park, if you wanted to go grab a coffee, if you wanted to go to the movies, if you wanted to buy some clothes, whatever you wanted to do, whether it was on a grand scale or a minute scale, you would have the funds available to do it. So this is what we need to do. We need to look at what are my expenses right now? And then what do I need to do to um, to be able to afford it later on, right? What what do I need to do um, later on? So, you're like, Tara, what are you talking about? Okay. You have to write down what expenses you have and what expenses you see yourself having. You know, if you have a 30-year mortgage, how old are you, right? Um, when I retire, am I still going to be paying this mortgage? Is the house going to be paid off? Do I have, you know, other incidentals and things that I have to pay for? How much money do I need to live off of? When I retire, I do want to travel. When I retire, um, you know, I'm still going to have this car 
or I want to be able to fund my grandkids education, whatever it is you feel like you need to do, you got to look at that dollar amount. And then you have to say, that's how much I need to save. When you plan for retirement, you plan for the lifestyle that you want to have when you retire. If you feel like, well, my salary for, you know, most of my working was between 50 and 80, then I know I need to have enough saved up so 80000 a year will be available to me. And then I got to look at how many years am I projecting out. So that you do the calculations 80 times, however many years, 10 years beyond retirement, 20, whatever the case may be, that's the number you need to save now. So how the heck can we wait till we're 40 and 50 to want to get our financial house in order if those numbers, you know, are big? Because I can tell you, um, most of us, you know, feel like we don't see a million dollars, but a million dollars does not go far today. So you may say, oh, well, you know what, if I have... $30,000 in the bank. Okay, how much is your rent every month? How much is your car payment? Medical bills, so forth. Cell phones, you know, trips, a little something to eat, you know, groceries. You start adding that up, and that $30,000 is going to last you maybe two years, right? Now, if you were living off of more than $30,000 and you were still struggling, how is thirty now going to help you in retirement? But we don't think about that. We don't think about... What are we barely living off of now? And then what we have in the bank. And God forbid, if we save 10000 and I'm talking about most people because I've seen people who, you know, have $100,000 in a savings account and then their investments, right? And their 401k. But if you have $10,000 in the bank, heck, most of us are like, okay, what trip are we taking? Okay, what car do I want to get because I have a nice down payment? Okay, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're looking to spend most of us don't even, I'm just going to say it. We don't have the mental capacity to understand that having 10000 20000 in a savings account is nothing. But because we don't have it, heck, it, I don't even know if I can get there because by the time I get five, heck, ten, I'm ready to spend it. But we have to change our mindset. We have to change our mindset to know that $20,000 is nothing. We got to keep going. Don't touch it. If an emergency comes, fine. But other than that, don't touch it. Keep letting it grow. Keep letting it grow so that when you get in a position where you really need it to live, it's there. Let's start preparing for our retirement while we're young, while we're living, while we're vibrant, while we can make an impact on that account. Because when you get older, number one, it's harder. You have to be really aggressive to get to these numbers. And if you're still not making no money, then... <laughs> you kind of SOL, right? Because I, I'm struggling. How am I supposed to double, triple, quadruple my money so that I can live in some sense of normalcy? And I'm struggling now because I didn't plan accordingly. And let me just say this, and this is no slight on men, but you always want to be the man. You want to be the head of the household. Then guess what? Make better financial choices. I understand you want to take risk. I understand you want to start businesses. Then guess what? Don't go out there making no babies and getting no wives until you figure out what you want to do. Now, if your girlfriend is on the same page as you and you're going to start the business together, fine. Make out a plan. Work it. Grow together. Have that mindset. Start building up. You know, okay, you're saving separately because you're not married. But we know what our plan is. We know what we want to do. You get married. 
you continue on. You continue to build the business, build those accounts. But how are you going to marry somebody with nothing? How y'all out here popping out babies, but you have nothing? I, I, I see posts where I'm broke and I'm this and I'm that. Why are you popping out these babies? I understand some of you, and I'm just going to digress for a moment. Some of you have kids because you're looking for love, but it's not fair to that kid. And yeah, you can take care of them and buy them the fly, fly your stuff and all that. But there's so much more to raising kids and just dressing them well. That'll be another show as well. But we need to get serious about planning for what is next in our lives. So if you take nothing else away, please take away that when you're in your 20s, you start that emergency fund of $1,000. You start working on that. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the emergency of $1,000. You start working on the rainy day fund of six times your expenses. Right? You want six months worth of expenses, and that's on a minimum. So if you lose your job or anything happens, you have that for six months before while you're looking for another job, while you're looking you know, to, to get out of that issue. Then you want to go and look up different um, vehicles that you can get a 401k if it's through your job and they match, or different banks or financial investments, 401k, Roth IRAs, um, because they you're taxed on the front end, not the back. So when you withdraw your money, there's no tax being taken out. So that's yours. You want to look into what the penalties are. So if you had to take something out, it's there. Um, these are things you really need to think about. It's hard getting into senior houses. I know so many people who are in their 60s and it's like I can't afford this twelve and $1,300 rent on what I'm making. And, you know, some my kids are not around. Some kids around, they're struggling. They can't help their mother and father. Now, you know, a lot of us did not have this information. But right now, give it to your children. Give it to them because you should not be, you know, a man trying to lead a household and you can't come up with, you know, enough money to get your mom a plane ticket to go see family or, you know, to go take care of a situation that they need to take care of. That you can't... um Make sure all of your bills are paid. You may not go on vacation. Like I said, sometimes things, there's just struggle, struggle, but you're not stressing about taking care of your household because if you got to go out there and get two jobs to do it, so be it, get two jobs. Again, another show, but we're going to talk about this. And women, if you are single, get your financial house in order and getting a man is not a financial plan. You take what you're making and set everything straight. And if you meet that wonderful man, then you guys build on top of that and you keep moving forward, upward and forward, forward and upward, onward, upward. Well, do you know what I mean? But you keep moving, right? You keep striving and you keep doing it together and you talk about your finances and how to increase them and so forth and build and work together at it. But please stop bringing these men into your homes who can't even help you in this plan, who have nothing to contribute. If they're not working towards building their financial stability, then you don't bring them into your dwelling where you're working on um, yours. Let them stay wherever they are and work on it. And when they get it together, okay, now we can get together and, you know, marriage and all that good stuff. But stop bringing these men in and then you got to take care of them. Then you make excuses for why they don't have it. No, heck to the no. There's no excuse. You a man, get out there and make it happen. Unless your legs are broken or there's mental limitations, get your butt up, get out there and start working on a financial plan for your family. Okay, that is your role. You keep talking about you want to be the man and women, stop making excuses. 
because heck, we get out there sick and broke down and work like a dog to make sure to make sure we provide. We make sure our kids have what they need, whether that man is there or not. So stop making excuses for any man that may be in your life who's not pulling his weight and stop trying to do it all because that is not our role. And I'm sorry, but again, you see, that's a passion as well. But wrapping it up, the purpose of episode 12 was to make sure we understand the importance of planning for retirement. Um, make sure you have life insurance. GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy. It can be as low as $15 a month. I, I've seen a few that are smaller than that. But $15 a month, $20 a month, and you can have at least 10 15 maybe even 20 with the right policy. That's more than enough. 10000 is more than enough to bury someone. At least have that. But have a little more if you have um, children so that you can leave something for them so any bills that's left over, they can take care of it and maybe even have some pocket money afterwards. Let's do better, people. If you know better, you do better. I'm sharing this information with you and I hope you take it to heart. I hope you share it with your loved ones and your friends and let's grow together. Let's be better together. Let's share knowledge together. We can do this. We're not in competition with one another. We're not putting down one another. But the more we share, the more we grow, the better we become. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope this helped and blessed someone. Again, if you have comments, questions, um, if there's a show you want me to, to um, talk about, discuss, um, someone you want me to have on the show to provide information, send me an email at lbrnoexcuses at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. And don't forget to follow me. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm SoundCloud, Spotify. There's a bunch of them. And again, thank you guys. Follow, like, all of that. To be a guest or to be a sponsor, email lbrnoexcuses at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Real.